0: Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon.
1: We're joined on the star line by one of the top crime journalists in television. Her latest project is Judgment with Ashley Banfield on Court TV. We welcome Ashley Banfield. Hi, Sean. How are you? Absolutely great. Let's go Beyond the Mic. Working in media is like riding a roller coaster without the safety bar. How has Court TV given you the creative freedom to deliver a show like this?
0: I'm going to add one more detail to that. It's on that roller coaster with no safety bar holding an umbrella. Um, (laughs) you're absolutely right. It's a challenge every day. And I'm so glad that Core TV has decided to embark on this project because, you know, there's no other outlet in the world that has hundreds of thousands of hours of archival video uh, in the, um, in the library. And so the fact that we're tapping into that to pull the best and most compelling cases, and moments in legal journalism is just a delight. I mean, I I would love for you all to be able to watch all those 100,000 hours, because to me, they're all fascinating. But I know that that's a Herculean task, so we did it for you. And we picked the best. And every week, we're going to have a one-hour focus on a case that really, you know, tweaked Americans in some way. And we're going to bring it to you, not from the typical magazine perspective with lights and recreation and all that We're going to take you in the courtroom and show you exactly how it happened with all the facts, real, true facts, evidence, testimony, witnesses, and the process. And to me, that's the purest kind of journalism.
1: Now, was there a case that, as you re-examined all these cases for the show, it made you think, wait a minute, I don't, I don't remember that.
0: Yeah, Shantae Millard. That was a Texas case. Um, I don't know if you remember, but Shantae Millard was driving home stoned and drunk and she had a homeless man and she embedded that homeless man into her windshield and he was not dead. And she drove home and out of fear of being caught for, you know, intoxicated driving, she put the garage door down, said sorry about this, and left him to die in her windshield. And that case was always fascinating to me and then when we did this deep dive back into it we found the person she called immediately upon telling that man sorry about this and closing the garage door her friend t that friend came over and saw what was going on and saw the man dying and told shantae you have to call the police and shantae still refused to do so and that friend did not do so and left as well and that friend is talking to us for the first time so there are things that are coming out of the woodwork that are just riveting and fascinating and i don't know that they would have changed the outcome of the process but it is just so interesting to get one more piece of the puzzle when you're dealing with people who stray so far from the flock
1: so many cases you could have chosen for your first episode how easy or hard was it to pick the first case
0: I think Casey Anthony was a no-brainer. I lived that case, Sean Dillon. I have that case in my nightmares. I, I wonder every day about what she's up to. And I will never forget the position I had in that courtroom uh, for months on end, from jury selection right through till the verdict. And I am also one of those real strange people, probably the only one listening right now who thinks that the, the jury got it right. Take a gas, get a glass of water, throw something at your radio. I get it. But I'll tell you why. I think I spoke with the jury, first of all. So I have the right to say what I said, because I actually spoke with the jury members. And they were absolutely tortured by this case because the prosecutors demanded way too much of them. The prosecutors didn't have all the evidence in this case. They didn't have all the evidence to prove the theory that they created in that courtroom. They overreached, they overplayed their hand, and they demanded the jury jump over the Grand Canyon. For the missing evidence. And this is not to say that I think Casey Anthony is an innocent woman. Far from it. She is, without question, a very bad girl. And she did something terrible. And she caused the death of that adorable little child, Taylor Marie. But I don't believe that she was a monstrous murderess who, in a premeditated way, snuffed out the life of that child, staring her in the face. And that was what the, the jury was asked you know, to, to render a verdict on. And, uh, they said, no, not on our watch.
1: Her latest project is judgment with Ashley Banfield on court TV. You've interviewed a who's who's list of entertainment politicians and stars. What interview may not have been with anyone famous touched you the most?
0: The, the interview that, that stands out to me the most. And, and a lot of this comes from uh, perspective and hindsight is uh, Bashar al-Assad, the president of Syria, because he could not have been more delightful. I actually liked him in the room, was really transfixed by the dichotomy of that personality. And this is before I even knew just how bad, yeah. This is before the Syrian war. So I look back on that interview and I think, did you miss something? Like, I knew he wasn't, you know, uh, a unicorn. But but I just look back on it thinking, you had no idea at the time the evil he was capable of. And so that one sort of stands out to me a lot.
1: You've introduced your kids to some great rock and roll. Since the coronavirus outbreak, concerts have been silenced. What's the first band you want to see when music starts playing again?
0: Listen, that's a really unfair question because one band, that's, are you kidding me? Like, I go...
1: No, I'm going to make you answer. Got to answer. But
0: yeah, but I run the gamut from, like, Jeff Leppard to David Gray, uh, you know, um, and, and Tony Bennett. So you know, what, what concert, gosh, um, what concert would I want to see? Uh, <laughs> I can't, I couldn't even pick. I mean, maybe, uh, if kids got back together, that'd be the one.
1: Now, every city you've moved to has won the Stanley cup. Your friends in Winnipeg want to know when you're moving up there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and love it doesn't have a team. Um, it's one of those really weird things in my life that every time I moved to a city, uh, I brought the cup with me. And so Winnipeg, you know, God bless you, but that 40 below zero temperature in December, January, and February, it's going to make it a really tough decision. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying never. But I think it can happen without me.
1: <laughs> How have you survived quarantine?
0: Okay, Sean, I know this is another one of those things where people are going to say she's crazy, but I've actually liked it. I like. My house, I like
1: that. I have to work. I like my quarantine also. Studio, comfy pajamas. I know what you're saying.
0: Uh, yeah, and I've made it like a really comfortable environment. I like, I like my dinner table with my kids at night. I like that. And you know, like I said, like if you're a, if you're one of those rat rangers who commute to New York City every day, and it can be an hour or it can be six depending on the traffic, this is really delightful to just. Start your day in jammy pants and finish your day in the same jammy pants. <laughs> so I really have enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> Her latest project is judgment with Ashley Banfield on Court TV. Ashley Banfield, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today.
0: Sean, I look forward to our next time together. You stay well up there, okay?
1: And that, my friends, is a beyond the mic shortcut.